0: And how Jesus plays that role of being that bread. Uh, For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Here's our memory verse. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me will never So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that comes down from heaven. They said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph? Here we go. Here's some tension whose father and mother we know. How does he say I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them. Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the, pro- in, the, uh, in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and died. <laughs> Jesus got real petty. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat of the flesh of the son of man and drink of his blood, you have no life in you. Not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Jesus said these things in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Uh, We're going down to 71. Okay. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the son of man ascending to where he was before? It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The word uh, that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Man, that's that's powerful. But they uh, but there are some of you who do not believe for Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. Talking about Judas. And he said, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. That's crazy. So Jesus said to them, the 12, do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to you that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, did I not choose you? The 12, and yet one of you is the devil. He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. That is so dense, <clears throat> so much in it. Hopefully they go over your heads, but <clears throat> we'll take some time to kind of break some of this down. Um, it says in this lesson, we continue our study of Christ confrontation with the people whom he had fed the day before. That's crazy. You feed people real food, right? And Jesus was was strategic. I think he was like, you know what, what I'm really going to do, I'm going to bring these people out to a desert place. Um, I'm going to teach them for a few hours. Um, They're going to naturally become hungry. And then when they become hungry, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this bread, use this fish, but I'm going to use the bread as a, a metaphor to me being a bread of life. And now all of a sudden these people take offense um, uh, because of he's really getting intense with who he is and what he want to do. He said he faced them in the synagogue at Capernaum. Because he is omniscient, he read their hearts. That's one thing about God. Like, it's, it's important that we live an honest life. The worst person to lie to is yourself. It's important to always be honest because God reads your heart. And when I so that's why I can play the part if I know he reads my heart, because I know why am I going to fake in front of y'all when he's sitting there reading the true motives of my heart? Um, He read their hearts, exposed their selfish motives for seeking him and explained the difference between Moses manna and God's bread. Now, that's why you have to examine your heart and say, "Okay, uh, am I truly following Jesus for who he is, not for what he can provide? Are you are am I pursuing God? For his heart, or for his hand—that's something that you have to take time to understand and comprehend. Because if you don't, you will find yourself um, with the heart with the stony ground that you'll receive God with joy. Yeah, I want to get out of hell. I don't want to go to hell. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> I don't want to live a trash life. Yeah, I'll accept Jesus into my life, right? But when it comes down to following Him, uh, when it comes down to Uh, Out of situations that you want to stay in We'll really see if you really want to follow him And so that's something you have to process Like am I I following Jesus so I can get bread Or am I following Jesus because he is the bread That's something you got to process Am I pursuing God because of what he can do for me Or am I pursuing God because of what he's done for me Review briefly with the students The seven points outlined for this passage Given in the preceding lesson So we'll um In verse 32, Jesus rebuked the Jews for saying that Moses had given them uh, the manna in the wilderness. He reminded them that God, not Moses, was the giver. People, and if you got to look at your own heart and kind of process this as well, you'll say, um, is God an add-on to what I want to have in life or is he my whole life? And a lot of people, when they pursue God, it's like, God, can you just do this for me, do that for me, and then I'll do a little something for you in, pay, in return. He told them that God had given them the true bread from heaven. He did contrast the manner to which they had referred with the true bread, uh, or real bread, which is himself. Let's kind of break some of this down because <clears throat> it's very powerful, and hopefully you guys can gain some insight from it. Uh, verse 32 says, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, what, what do we say about truly, truly? When Jesus say that, when someone repeats something in the Bible like that, what does that mean? It's like strong emphasis. Like, like I really want to get this to you. Uh, it was not Moses who gave it. They worshiped Moses, man. It was like Moses was the man. Moses was the one <clears throat> excuse me, that got us out of Egypt. Uh, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Like there's a difference between the earth and the world. What's the difference? Earth and world. What, what's the difference? Get y'all some thinking caps. Get y'all thinking. Earth and world. What's the difference? Say it again. God made and the world are our customs. That's, that's perfect, right? Earth is grass, trees, birds, animals, uh, mountains, rivers, lakes. Earth is matter, tangible. World is immaterial. Can you really see customs? We see, we see the byproduct of a custom, but when we don't really see customs. The world is, a, is our systems. Of living so the Earth is what God made. The world is what's around us. God didn't make buildings, God didn't make businesses, God didn't make whatever. We operate in this world, this network. The World Wide Web. it's crazy that we don't really understand what that means. World Wide Web means like that the world has a web, and all of us are connected to this web, in this world. What are some things in the world that is like a web that we're connected to, stuck to, can't even really shake out of, stuck in 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 the world's web? School. School? And how is school a web? Um, That's real. So you can almost imagine God's way is for school to be a certain way. But this satanic world system designed school to suffocate the creativity and the ingenuity of young people. Right? What's another way of things? Um, traditions. Traditions, and how can, how are traditions a web? Well, it's a it's a process that your ancestors did or use that they expect you to use they don't want change if you don't evolve you'll dissolve right and so that's what we have to understand with traditions like some things like imagine if I held on to the tradition of the cowboys not, not the football team but like actually get horses I'm like nah I ain't riding I ain't driving no car <laughs> all horses and carriage people gonna look at that tradition of my family that was cool back in the 19 whatever's or 18 something but bro get you a Tesla get you a call so tradition one last thing what is one other thing that is in this world system that we're stuck to that is hard for us to get out of because it's the world wide web the finances yeah so money and success so now we in this web and we're like, money rules everything around me. Okay, let's cash rules everything. That's before have time. Money, success, all that kind of stuff. So now it says that, uh, but the Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So now, the way the world operates, customs, traditions, education, success, and finances, He wants to give life to. So now all of a sudden you have the bread of life, the true bread who gives you life for true education, for evolving traditions, to for true success, eternal and earthly. God don't just want you to be rich in heaven or successful in heaven, per se. He wants you to also have something to pass down to your kids kids. So God said, the Father said, I sent the true bread from heaven. Why did it have to come from heaven and not from the earth? Earth has sin. So it had to come from a sinless place. Right. And so it had to come down from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, sir, give us this bread All Here they go again asking for more bread, man. I just fed you bread yesterday, fam. I got 12 baskets full over here. But they were like, man, I want that bread. Because it was like, well, well, traditions of Moses and manna, we're still reflecting on. And now you tell us about this true bread that come down from heaven. They thought that bread was really going to give them supernatural power in life versus receiving the true bread who was him. See, they looked at him as a conduit for the things they wanted to have versus him being everything they need to have, right? Jesus said to him, I am the bread of life. Here you go. He says, I am, fam. Bro, stop looking at my baskets of bread. I'm the bread. Look at me. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Here's I remember. It broke it down yesterday. And whoever believes in me should never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Like, imagine, like, people will believe in you to a, to a, to a degree. Like, like, until they get to their insecurities. Like, if I went out there and, um, I don't know if this is a good analogy, if I went out there and dunk, and I told y'all I can dunk, and y'all was like, nah, Mr. Ed, you can't dunk and not dunk. You would believe, oh, Mr. Ed can dunk. But if I'm dunking every play, you're going to get in your feelings. Oh, Fred, he's showing out now. All right, bro, bro chill, 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 Mr. Dale. You windmilling now, Mr. Ed, come on now, chill. You, 30, you 37, you doing too much. 30, 38, am I 38 or 37. <laughs> Bro, like for real, when you get older, you just forget. Like, um, um, my, I'm 37. Yeah, so uh, yeah. let's keep going. <laughs> I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. You see me do the miracles. You see me do great things, but you still don't believe. How many of us is like that? God's like fam. I done came through for you over and over again in school versus traditions, brought some money to you, brought all that stuff. And yet you do not believe that I can sustain you. All that the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of the Father that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Now. I don't think they're about to done. Eternal life. What makes that important? (laughs) Uh, Or what is eternal life? Forever, right? right? Forever doesn't start when you die. Forever starts now. Like eternity, eternal life is. A life I live now, um, it's not something that, oh, I die and then eternal life starts a new clock. Like everything that I'm doing right now echoes in eternity. It is is a part of eternity. It's adjacent to eternity. Uh, 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 it affects everything uh, uh, that that is like right now. I'm not home. I'm at school. Everything I do here affects my home. Right. If my wife calls it on pickup, it affects my home. The money I make here affects my home, right? I may not be home, but it affects my home. So while I'm at this job working, it's affecting where I go at home. The same as with eternal life. What you do here is affecting what you will have there. And so he says, anyone that comes to me, I think I'm gonna find that verse. "Uh, Believes in me, shall have eternal life and I will raise him up on the last day. So on your last earthly day, i don't I, I want to have some stock in my belief that's why being assured of your salvation is important why why is it important being assured that you save being assured that you're going to heaven why is that how does that impact the earthly life why is that important that you're good like like you're good like when you're good you can do good like 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 for instance, like if I, uh, like for instance, I don't have to worry about hellfire. And that's not even a real reason why I'm assured of my salvation. Not like, oh my gosh, I, I get to miss hell. No, like I get to be with my maker, fam. Like, like, I want to create such an experience for my daughter to where, like, fam, she's at that age right now, she can't stop smiling. And 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 she'll follow me. Like when I was walking out the house, my wife says she put out her lips like this. I said, Oh fam, bro, like you put your lips out when Pop's ain't here, you know? And and I was like, man, like I want to create an environment where when dad comes home, right? I don't want her relationship to be based upon you know how many parents pay you off and they think that's love? Like, oh, I I can't I can't afford it, I can't afford time, but I can afford giving you money. Like, that hurts the kid because the kid don't want dimes. They want time. They don't want your money. They want your presence. And so eternal life is what makes it essential is that, man, I can't wait and say, God, man, I, me and my niece was talking. Uh, Michaela, we was talking on the way home. I, t- I, dropped, I took her home on Sunday to get some stuff from their house. And we was talking about how, like, just being able to go to heaven and be like, God, yo, fam, like. When when I was seven. How'd you do that? Why? Like, how'd you get me out of that? Like, when I was 16, like, so what was you, whoop, 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 like, when I was 30, how did you, how did you really get me and my wife? Like, I I, I want to talk to God, like, I remember my wife was like, she was like, uh when we was 17 or 16, we had lock-ins at Victory, and she went to the same lock-ins I went to. I was like, God, was I behind her in the peace line? Like, what was I? What, like, like. Like, that's the type of stuff. Is like God, like like my like, man. How did you, like? That's what makes it beautiful. Like I can't wait to get up there to dap him up. Oh yo, God, you six six, bro. I ain't even know, <laughs> bro. You 6'7", seven, Jesus or Jesus. Well, he might be five six, but what I was trying to say is that I just want to be able to just say, man, fam. Like it's good to see you. Like I felt you. I've I've experienced you. But now I get to see you, and that experience should be something that you should desire. Like I, I want to get to heaven, and and it's like a tear in my man's eye, like a tear in my eye. Like man, we we did some things down there. Like I don't want like I'm creating I'm creating some stuff right now. But uh, one thing that is the focus of mine is these two words, well done. Like I, I that's my that's my trophy. Like that's. That's what I'm after. I want to be able to stand before God and God be like, man, well done, fam. Well, you did your thing down there, man. You, you gave it all you got. You did good. I don't want to go up there and it's awkward, right? But right now we have that eternal life that we can really live a life that when we get to eternity, we can say, man, on that last day, he can raise me up. Like that last day, my like, man, come on up here, man. You made it. You, we here now. And and the thing of the truth, I don't think you guys understand about heaven, heaven is not just a place that we just sit there. People think heaven is like, I'm going to go up there and, and I'm going to worship all day. We, we have a misunderstanding of what worship is. What is worship? Huh? There's some saints, but like, we're going to be shouting in heaven all day. We're going to be singing. Go ahead. Being in the presence of the Lord doing what? Hmm? Mm-hmm. What else? Worship, honor. Worship is, right now I'm worshiping. I'm doing what my purpose is like, like I'm worshiping him in my, in my, in my purpose. So I think when we get to heaven, man, there's businesses up there. Like, like people going to be coming to your art gala. Like, like you're going to have your own art gala up there. Like what's your business? Like we're going to be worshiping him in our talents, gifts and expressions. And so everything I'm doing now, like even right now, Pastor Gould, I bet you he up there teaching the people that died in his church beforehand. He is still preaching. He ain't out there just like, you know, he might be by the lake. I don't know. But he, he's like, we, we, li- we are the most fulfilled when we are fulfilling our purpose. And that don't stop when we're here. That transits is when we get to heaven. So when I get to heaven, man, I'm still going to be coaching people, helping people, not necessarily through pain because there ain't going to be no pain up there. But uh, uh, can someone give me what they're really gifted at outside of athletics? I'm talking about like a, a art, a craft, Pianos. piano. So when you get to heaven, there's going to be some people that are like, man, I ain't get to learn piano when, on earth. I'm going to Jeremiah's studio and he's going to be teaching people how to play piano in heaven. It's it's, it's, it's as in heaven as it is on earth. Like what we do down here is only a microscopic uh, uh, angle of what's in heaven. Do you know they say in heaven, um, like we're limited by our five senses. Now think about this. Eve was talking to a what? Snake. Where did snake get their language from? Adam and Eve Were so intelligent They can talk In different languages Do you know plants talk Everything in this world has. The, Jesus even said <clears throat> The Bible even says You don't even got to worship me family. The rocks will cry out <laughs> Do you know scientists have found That rocks actually be making sounds <laughs> So God was saying like Oh you don't got to worship me The rocks do <laughs> He even said when Abel when Abel was killed he says the blood of Abel is speaking to me your blood got a language so Eve and them was so intelligent they was able to talk to a serpent so I think when we get to heaven we're going to be sensing stuff that our fallen state can't sense so imagine like they say Kanye has a gift me and Michael was talking about this in the car that Kanye can, can see uh, sound, sounds have colors to him someone look up there uh, I forgot what she said. It was like not schizophrenia, but it was sense, sense. It was some type of sense that people like Kanye can see the colors of sound. You ever heard of people who got photographic memory? Like there's people who got like glimpses of senses that imagine going to heaven. And you your eyes flicking. You like oh, I got a photo. I can remember it. Like my gifting is all of us have a, a, a pool of God's ingenuity, genius, creativity. Some draw really well. Some people craft very well. Some people sing very well. All of us have something from him. Right now, my gift is, man, I can encourage people from from A to Z. I can systematically break down a message. I'm a presenter. I'm versatile with that. That's my gift. And so when we get to heaven, I believe that when we worship him, it's going to be People think it's going to be a, a, a concert for 20,000 million years. Nah, it's going to be like, yo, fam, go create, right? Where are we at? Um, so on the last day, I want to be raised up and, and, and dap them up, and it ain't awkward. When I die, I ain't going to be worried about where I'm going. It's like, all right, man, I believe someone's going to give me my, uh, here's your mansion, your mansion's over. If you go two miles this way and make a left and you get back through there, they go, to your imagine, and I don't know how. I don't know if I'm gonna fly over there. I don't know if I got a jetpack. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know if we're gonna have wings, but I know uh, maybe they got a rule. they have to understand, man. I don't think they wearing robes anymore up there. You remember how they be showing angels with the sword and the little robe joints? Like people think that God's still old. I think when they said it was funny, I was talking to somebody. And I said, I man, when Jesus come back. It ain't gonna be like those uh, uh horses. I, I think it's gonna be Suburbans and Tahoes, <laughs> and you know those uh those motorcades be following the president. Like you look at the cloud, you see they they might be playing Metro Boomin when <laughs> the windows down, the trunk open, guns out. You look at the you look at the skyline, like man, what kind of cars are those? <laughs> you know. Anyway, um, just my imagination. Um, that's temptation. All right, so the Jews grumbled. About him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They say, is this not Jesus, man? Ain't this my, the carpenter's kid? Jesus answered them, do not grumble for yourselves. Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, "Uh, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has ever uh, seen the Father, except he who is the, uh, from God. He has seen the Father. True true, I say to you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Again, he says again, I am the bread of life. Your father's ate it. The, That's they get they done made Jesus mad, man. <clears throat> you ever been in a situation where you try to help somebody, and then they bring up your mama and daddy? He's <laughs> you like, like, I'm the bread of life. They turn their back. Up, Ain't this man's dad and mom so and so? Ain't this the guy that I dropped twenty? No, not you. I'm talking. You know they, they Charles Charles. Ain't this the one that built the chair for us? Ain't this the carpenter son? She said, "All right, fam, y'all y'all tripping, bro." I'm gonna say this again. <coughs> he says, "I am the bread like your fathers." You talk about my dad. See. My heavenly father, I got love for Joseph still, though. <laughs> I bet you Jesus had Joseph probably got a special place So That's tough to be Joseph, man. I think we said it the other day. You gotta that's gotta be tough to be Joseph, man. Like, you know, that ain't your kid, bro. And <laughs> my you wake up four o'clock in the morning, your 12-year-old praying? <laughs> <You're> levitating. <laughs> I don't know what you was doing. <laughs> uh your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. She's like, they ate bread and they died, fam. <laughs> This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came from heaven. I am. It's me. Forget that I'm 5'6". Forget that I'm not attractive. Forget that I was a carpenter. Forget that I'm from Nazareth, the Bethlehem. Forget that. Forget, forget that you know my peoples. Forget that. It ain't about that. I am who I say I am. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one uh, may eat of it and not die. So if I eat, well, we'll talk about that. I am the living bread. Now he didn't say, now he didn't just say I am the bread of life. He says, I am the living bread. Now what does that mean? He says, There's gonna come a day when I die, but I'm never gonna die. I'm the living bread. That came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Now, what does he mean? He's not sitting there saying, Hey, I'm gonna give you what part of the meat you want. You want a finger? He ain't talking about I'm gonna give you a finger, or you want a forearm, I'm gonna give you a forearm. He ain't was talking about. He talking about the sacrifice of his flesh. Like, 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 like when they when I die, that's when true life begins. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? That's why Jesus. Jesus was um, the, the best chess player. He was this, a strategist. He was God. I mean, he's God. And so he was he was able to maneuver through. And make them look dumb They was asking dumb questions like, How can this man give us his flesh to eat They was like man We ain't trying to eat no calves So Jesus said to them True truth I say to you Unless you eat the flesh Then he doubled down Because he knew that He, he, he found their ignorance Of the son of man You drink his uh, Unless you eat the flesh Of the son of man And drink his blood You shall have no life Whoever feeds on the flesh And drinks of my blood Has eternal life And I will raise him up On the last day For my flesh is true food And my blood is true. Drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks in my blood abides in me and I in him. As the living father sent me and I live because of the father. So whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. Now, now, what does that mean? Of course, he's talking in metaphors. He's like, if you eat my flesh, drink my blood, you're going to have every last night. Are we really eating his flesh right now? It ain't like his flesh. No, no. Are we drinking his blood? No. Eating his flesh means like you ever chewed on a thought before? I never chewed on like for when I get ideas, I get it, uh, a life. Like, like the book I'm writing now, it's, it's because it's the book that God wants, I'm feeding, it feeds me. It gives me like when I see my baby girl, that like that feeds me. It don't matter how tired I am, when she looks at me, it feeds me. There's something about being a dad that that feeds. There's something about being y'all's teacher. That's why I'm gonna miss y'all. I mean, y'all are a special class, man. And, and y'all are an honor to teach. And I'm gonna miss this. That's why I go so hard. Cause I'm like, one day y'all gonna be with whoever teaches in tenth grade. And I'm gonna miss y'all. So what I'm saying is that I, I'm fed off of y'all, right? So when it comes to Jesus, and I'm about to get teary. I'm sorry. Let me not get emotional. But when you feed, all right, all right let's keep going. Let's keep going. I don't look at it. So well, I'm look this way. So when you feed off of Jesus, right, that means feeding off His goodness, like. Feeding off his sacrifice. Feeding off of, of his love for me, right? Where am I at? Um, this is a hard... Oh, uh, 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 This is the bread that came down from man, not The bread of the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on the flesh will live forever. Jesus said these things in a the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them... Do you take offense at this? Now, we're not talking. So Jesus had, uh, he had uh, the 12 and he had 70. So the people that left him were the 70, right? Um, so they got offensive because the 12 he chose, the 70 chose him. Big difference. Uh, when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? I don't want to eat your flesh, drink your blood, fam. It exposed their ignorance. That's why when you talk to a non-believer and you be giving them common sense like, yo, there's only two genders? And they look at you and be like, nah, there's hundreds. And you'll be like, fam, you are not gonna be a disciple, fam. <laughs> like, like 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 fam, like like that's not even worth worth my time talking to you because you, you you're dumb. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he was saying. It's like it exposed them. Because they came for the bread, the fish plates. They came for all of that, but didn't come for him. Uh, then, when it was, uh, then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending, where he was for in the Spirit who gives life in the flesh, there's no help at all. What he's saying was, even if I showed you going, me going to heaven, coming back, like Jesus said, I'm going to zoom, zoom. They still wouldn't believe. You okay? Girl, <laughs> okay, good. Make sure you're all right. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and in life. But there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning those who were and did not believe. That's a powerful thing, and I think I'm done after this. I've been going for a while. This is powerful. Like, Jesus, the Bible says, I think in Matthew somewhere, it says, Jesus did not entrust himself to everyone because he knew the hearts of everyone. Like, imagine if he had that kind of poise. to know. Like, do you know, some of y'all got friends right now that you from the beginning know ain't your friend? You're just being nice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like 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 you I know you an enemy. Like I know you're not my real friend, but you stay friends with them. Like you like you can follow me, the 70, but I know you ain't really with me. That's a skill that you have to have. Like when I started doing YouTube and was gaining some success or whatever, and I had my public ministry, like where I was, you know, having events all the time, people came. People loved me. People was like, hey, but as I got older, after I got betrayed a couple of times, I began to realize not everybody really rocks with me. They rock with what I have. And one day, y'all will get to an age where y'all will be able to realize that ain't my real friend. Their, their, their eyes get big when I become my big self, right? Um, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. Man, there's so many nuggets in here, man. Um... But Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And he said, this is why I told you <clears throat> that no one could come to me unless you grant him. Up. So that's important about salvation. Do I choose God or does God choose me? That's a good question. Do I choose God or does God choose me? God choose you. Why do you think that's important? Why is that a fact? That he chooses us before we even thought about even considering him. He loved us first. Then. God choosing us means this. That God is omniscient. Omniscient means what? Ah, uh, there's another one. You close? uh uh-uh, the other one. The last one. All-knowing. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. You walk me down to the path. you good. All-knowing. Right now, God knows People think that God predestines people to hell. It's God. People think that God says, "All right, you go to heaven, you go to heaven." My bad, nephew. You go to hell, and, and. <laughs> they think God does that. No, God says, "I already know who's going to accept me." Now, would you pursue someone who you know would not accept you? No, you're not gonna go hard for somebody. So there's there's um. God pursues everyone, but he doesn't pursue everyone. That sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. God pursues everyone, but doesn't pursue everyone. So there are certain people that he's just like, I'm not pursuing you. I'm presenting myself. Do you know people ask this question about Christian all the time, about God? So what about the people in uh, South America or African villages who don't have televisions or phones? How are they going to hear the gospel? Jesus said, uh, "People." well, this is the apologetic uh, uh, response. If you can be, since you don't have no TV and you have no phone, you should know God closer than anybody else who have a phone and TV. Why? You in the elements. You have to be, a smart person says, now you're going to have an art gallery, right? Or art uh, studio, right? You're going to have paintings in there, right? You've been to an art studio, right? Museum. When you see a painting, what do you look for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. We first thing we do, we look for the effects and emotions the painting does for me. What do you do next? Uh, maybe sometimes I look at the technique. The technique? The technique. Well, girl, you, you're leading me somewhere. you about to make me preach. Now, the third, what's the, what, what do you do after you look at the technique? you got the emotions and the effect. Now, number two, you see the technique. What do you see next? What you look for next? Who painted it? So right now I'm in the world. Man. Look at that bird that just flew right there. you probably can't see it, but I saw the bird. That, that, I remember when I used to take walks and I used to see deers and I used to walk by this uh, river and I saw turtles. Like, it, it gave me an effect when I look at art. It gave me an emotion. Like, wow, man, oh, snap. Like, that's why sometimes you got to get outside, man. Take your shoes off. Take your socks off. Put your feet in the grass. That's a health, that's a health benefit. That stuff works. Like, that's why they say um, people who hug trees, they thought they was crazy. And hear me. Don't, be, don't go out there and hug trees and them up. But we're, we're supposed to be in tune with creation more so than what was created. Sometimes we're more in tune with these devices. We lost our humanness. We lost our humanity. So the problem is we're we we're, we're, we're so connected to technology and devices that we don't even know what it feels like to be out there in the in the elements. Like, and so what I'm saying is is that when you look, even in uh, uh, people who are in these villages and countries, uh, countryside and don't have no television, like you got you got to look out there and be like, yo, who made this? Like, who made these trees like this? And who? So now I got the emotion and the effect, how it makes me feel. Now I'm looking at the technique. Oh, snap, man. Like, like, yo, whoever made this is a genius. Now, after I done got the emotion and I done felt the effects, then examined the technique. Now, who made this? Now you look at the bottom thing at the bottom of the picture. Made by. And so, God is like, yo, man, like, don't be distracted from my beauty. Uh, let's see where we at. Um, after this, many disciples turned back and no longer. We ain't talking about walked away, came back, you know, Jesus. No longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, "Do you want to go as well?" Simon Peter answered him, "Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of what eternal life." That's why I love preaching because this ain't this ain't me. My goal is to give you words of eternal life um, that feeds you. And we have believed And to whom shall we oh, uh, And have come to know That you are the holy one of God Jesus answered him Did I not choose you The twelve And yet one of you is dead?" Okay that's another one Either way <clears throat> Jesus said man I'm the bread of life I will help feed you through school I will help you navigate through Unnecessary traditions I will help you Find true success And I will feed you Forever All of us should line up for that kind of bread. Any questions? What's some things that you got from this lesson? I'm going to start doing that and see what y'all got. What y'all got from. Yes. Oh, yeah. Question. Yeah. Good question. It's strategy. Like you have to have someone to betray you. To get you on the cross. So if you know for a fact, um, like when we pick teams, we pick people based upon how they can help us. Right? And sometimes we'll pick someone like like Dennis Rodman or or like them 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 guys, they may get, they may get some fouls, they may hurt us sometimes, but they actually help us. And so Judas is like Rodman. It's like, I know he he gonna get a lot of rebounds for me, he's gonna get some money for me, we're gonna be good. He was a treasure, he was a good treasurer. But he's gonna hurt me, but he's gonna help me. And so he selected Judas because he knew, I need someone to betray me. And so, the ultimate goal for Jesus was not to select all friends. His goal was to select the enemy that would get him to saving his friends. If that makes sense. You walking, no problem. Any other questions? Or what did you guys get from today? One or two people. Yes, ma'am. Can I see Graham? Most definitely. Office. Yes, ma'am. Trouble. Oh, sorry. I ain't going to bash you My apologies. All right, we're done. It's Bella the ring. Unless y'all got something y'all want to share that y'all got, or want to contribute to the conversation. Um, I feel like we don't need to like you know, chase all, all the materials because the real bread of life is Jesus. That's right. If we like go after him, then we have like, everything we need. We have everything we need. That's right, my brother. Yes, sir. Anybody else? I love y'all. That was good stuff today, y'all.